Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether you ride a bike, a Bronco, or a skateboard, Wrangler jeans are for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits. All price points, vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their selection of jeans, shirts, and outerwear for men and women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler, real, comfortable jeans. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? DJ Bucky here. A little Move the Sticks action. Buck, how you doing, Buck? Man, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Got a chance to watch a good Monday night game, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah we're going to dig into that Monday night game here in just a minute. Also going to uh, have some fun with our panic button. We do this every year around this time. Go through some teams and whether or not they should be panicked or not. I think you've got a makeshift button there with you, Buck. I've got uh, I've got like a detonator for my button is what I've yeah, got. I don't, I don't, I don't like have a football pen. Oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Test that thing out. Uh, and then uh, we get into our college football takeaways, what we saw last week, and then uh, we'll wrap this bad boy up. You ready to get started? Let's do it. All right, Monday Night Football, big win for the Chicago Bears, that defense getting after the Seattle Seahawks 24-17. A game, though, I think probably we agree, a line of scrimmage game, and uh, a line of scrimmage game that was pretty much dominated by the Bears. Yeah, it was dominated by the Bears. I mean, look, Khalil Mack's addition to this defense has changed everything. Uh, we could talk about – it looks like and feels like the Bills are playing harder. Uh, listen to the interview with Danny Trevathan, Akeem Hicks. They're talking about how they want to make it where people hate coming into show, Soldier Field to deal with the defense, the physicality, the toughness. I think a lot of that stems from Khalil Mack. You talked about Roquan Smith being a guy that is going to walk into a Defensive Rookie of the Year award because he is such a sideline-to-sideline -side menace. When I look at this team – I see Prince of Mukamar making plays. I know. It, like, that's unbelievable. He couldn't catch anything during previous stints. But because he is playing with a ferocious pass rush, he's squatting on routes, it allows everyone to play better. We've talked about this before. The front end can make the back end so much better through the course of using pressure. I like the way this Bears defense is training. I like the way the Bears are training. This is going to be a team that we talk about being very, very competitive down the stretch. Yeah, once again, look, this 
the Seattle offensive line gets gets uh, gets a lot of grief. They've got a lot of grief for a long time, and they're not a good group. But Russell does not help matters with, yeah. with the way he holds all the ball onto the ball in the pocket, and he runs himself into some sacks. Like it's just it's a it's a bad combination right now what they're working with. And to me, it showed a little bit the value of a guy like Doug Baldwin. You know, you take him out of this offense and so many of those scramble plays. Doug is such a great route runner when things are on schedule. He wins there. But then off schedule, scramble drills, his instincts, his awareness, a lot of those broken plays, him and Russ being on the same page, man, they miss him in a big way. They miss him, but let's be honest. Let's look at this roster and what they currently oh, have. We said it was a 4-5 win team before the season 4-5 win team. Who is the who is a five-star player outside of Russell Wilson on offense? Who is the guy that when you read the advanced scouting report and you present it to the coaches, who is the guy that you're worried about? They have nice players. They have guys that are what I would call three stars, B-level players on the perimeter. They don't have anyone that can affect coverage, that can force a double team. And so West Coast proponents like Brian Schottenheimer is, they believe that the system will uncover everybody, will get everybody open. But it's a player's game. You have to have players. And I don't know if the Hawks have enough players on the outside to win games because I don't know if they have enough guys that can win their one-on-one matchups. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, the the interesting thing is you look at that football team and you look inside that division, it looks like the Rams are just – they're operating at a completely different oh, level easy. Than, than, than what the Seahawks are. And we'll see what happens there. The Cardinals, that's not – I'm not looking so good there uh, with, with the Cardinals right now either, Buck. So it's it's going to be an interesting division to uh, to follow as we go throughout the season here. Uh, there's another takeaway we could get to. Uh, man, it, still, when they didn't announce Josh Rosen as a starter, we did our last pod, and then right after that they announced that uh, uh, he was not going to be starting. Were you shocked by that, by the way? I'm sorry to take a left turn. Well, I mean, I thought for sure we would see him this week. Man, I'm scratching my head a little bit. The offense has been putrid. They haven't been able to generate enough points. They couldn't get past the 50-yard line. It looked like a high school That's game. what I'm saying. Like, what, How bad does Carlos. it have to be? I mean, it, I, I don't know. But I, I think at some point you want to make sure that you can get the young guy out there and give, them, I mean, give, give the team some hope. I mean, like, look, I like Sam Bradford. When Sam Bradford has been healthy, typically he's played pretty well. They, they just don't have any juice. They don't have any sauce. No. And so maybe the young guy can give them some sauce. And if not, let's start the developmental process right away. Let's get him out there. Let's get him going. Let's let's find out what he can do so we can go into offseason and build around his strengths and kind of help him become a nice player in 2019. I don't know. The, the Cardinals were so sleepy offensively. It's hard to go. It's hard. It's I think I think three of the four teams are defined. I mentioned those three. You know, look, Arizona looks terrible. Seattle, not not great. And then I think the Rams look fantastic. It's the 49ers that are there to TBD, t- to be determined there on what the 49ers football team is going to be uh, going forward. Uh, one other piece of news, we joked about it. And literally right after we finished the podcast, we joked about how, you know, Carson Wentz, like, hey, take your time, take your time, lose to Tampa, you're good. Okay, let's uh, let's get you out there. And sure enough, Doug Peterson announced that uh, Carson will be starting this week against the Indianapolis Colts. Can't say that we were surprised. No, I can't say that we were surprised at all. Uh, look, part of what the Super Bowl champions are suffering from is, is the hangover. They're getting everybody's best game. People are coming at them in attack mode. And so it's going to look different than it looked last year. And for all the things that Nick Foles was able to accomplish during his brief postseason run on the way to being the Super Bowl MVP, we know that he has limitations. Carson Wentz is the franchise quarterback because he can do so much. And we go back and we look at the injuries that they have on the outside. Uh, They don't have the playmakers necessary. They need an elevator. Carson Wentz is going to elevate the play of the others around him with his presence. 
That is why I believe the Philadelphia Eagles feel the pressure to put him on the field. They need someone that can elevate that offense to give him some life. He's the guy who has the juice. All right, Buck, we're going to get to our, our panic button segment here. We're going to go through some teams and discuss whether or not we should be uh, freaked out a little bit by what we've seen on the field. Before we get to that, though, I do want to – I don't think I even told people. We, we whispered it last week. We can confirm we are going to have Vaughn Miller on the podcast coming up on Thursday, so I'm looking forward to the folks getting a chance to hear what Vaughn has to say. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about an elite pass rusher, arguably the best pass rusher in the league. I can't wait to talk to him and kind of pick his brain about some of the things that are important to being an elite pass rusher in this league that is becoming more pass-centric by the week. No question. Uh, so be on the lookout for that on the next episode. But we're here. We're right now. Let's uh, let's do the panic button. Sully, why don't you take the lead on this? Uh, just fire off some teams. And, uh, Bucky, I'll let you take the floor first on these, and I'll follow up. Uh, are we pushing the panic button, or are we, are, are we chilling? Are we relaxing here? Go ahead, Sully. All right. Let's. Uh, we just did our Monday Night Football recap. Let's uh, keep it with the team that took the L last night in my Seattle Seahawks. Are you hitting the panic button on the Hawks yet? Oh, it's over. Go ahead, Buck. Oh, it's over. Yeah, like it's it's a wrap. Let's start planning for 2019. It's 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 OVA. <laughs> it's uh and it's not Drake. I mean, it is 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 we had to figure out what is going on with the Hawks. The Hawks don't have enough talent to be able to compete on both sides. I do like the fact that the young cornerback came up with a couple interceptions, but offensively they're still what they are. They don't have star players on the outside. The offensive line is continuing to be in flux, and then the play call is still trying to figure out what to do with Russell. I just don't think they will ever be in a situation where they can score enough points to knock off some of the heavyweights. Yeah, I think it's done. Let's get ready for 2019 if you're a Seahawks fan. Yeah, you know you have that extra cup of coffee can make you kind of jittery and a little bit nervous. Uh, that's what I feel like when I watch them up. <laughs> so I am going to – I've got my little detonator here. I'm going to go ahead and hit uh, my button there. Uh, I'm definitely hitting the panic button. Although, you know, look, it's, it's weird saying panic is it's what we expected. It's not unexpected uh, what's taking place there. Up in the uh, up in the northwest. All right, let's uh, give me the next one here. Who we got, Sully? Keep it in the division. We'll go Arizona Cardinals. Are you hitting the panic button on those guys just yet with the rookie on the bench? Yeah, I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm hitting the eject button. And in the seat, <laughs> I'm ejecting Sam Bradford, and I'm putting in Josh. You need a Rosen. scream. You need a yeah. scream sound. Yeah, I, I, I need. <laughs> Yeah, I need, I need Josh Rosen to get in there. Like, like, what are we waiting on? Let's see what we can build with the connection. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kurt, let's see what we have with this offense with Josh Rosen at the helm. Don't 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 keep playing out the string. Let's let's go ahead and make the move. I would hit the panic button, but somebody placed it on the other side of the 50. and uh, <laughs> They can't get to Looks it. Looks like the Arizona Cardinals couldn't get there. Uh, so you hit the, hit the button. Uh, you absolutely hit the button on these guys. Uh, I, I saw them in the preseason, Buck. I thought offensive line-wise they were better um, than they had been, and I thought getting David Johnson back, they'd get things going. They've talked about it, though. They need to be more creative. Got to be more creative with what you're doing with him. He's too good of a football player not to be more productive than we've seen early on until they get that ship righted with the running game and until I see Josh Rosen on the field, which should have happened yesterday in my opinion, uh, I'm definitely panicking on this football team. Who's next? Chucky's Raiders. Are you hitting the panic button on those guys yet? I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not panicked. I don't like what it looks like. So, yeah, we can hit the panic button. Hit whatever button you want to hit. Raider Nation, I'm so disappointed. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry right now because it has to be hard to look at Monday Night Football after looking at Sunday Night Football and think about the guy that everyone had bought the jersey. They used to show up in the black hole. 52. 52 is all we know. He's the defensive player of the year in 2016. 
And you look at him, and your coach said, I mean, why, why do we need a pass rusher? Like, we weren't really good with him. And all he does is wreck shop for the Bears in back-to-back weeks. There's not a pass rusher on the Oakland Raiders. And so if they can't stop the run, they can't get after the passer, I don't know how they're going to win. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a done deal. It's donezo. It's donezo in Oakland. Yeah, I'm going to smack that panic button as well uh, with the Oakland Raiders. And here's the worst nightmare, though, Buck, as bad as it is right now. Just keep this in mind. It's going to get worse. 0-2. They're going to go to the Dolphins. I think they will probably will lose to the Dolphins. Dolphins will surprise everybody at being at 3-0 and on the season. So then you've got the Raiders at 0-3. And then guess where they go next? Where? They're at home. They're at home against the Cleveland Browns. And they better get on their hands and knees and hope that Cleveland has found their first win before they come to wow. the black hole. Because if the Raiders are 0-3 and they gift wrap the first win to the Cleveland Browns in the 30-plus games that they've gone without a victory, as bad as it is right now, Buck, it's I would not want to be around then. It's going to get worse. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and smack that panic button with them. Who's next? Uh, this team, just like a, a lot like the Raiders, they got a tough schedule coming up. They have the Buccaneers on Monday, Ravens the week after, and the Falcons – in three weeks, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you hitting the panic button on the Bella Steelers? Oh man, this is a tough one, man. I'm I feel like we're hitting it on all these teams. I mean, are we just are we nervous? What what is our deal? I, I'm, I'm I mean, panicking on all maybe, these guys. Maybe maybe it's the coffee button, but yeah, I'm I'm nervous. You know why I'm nervous? Because this team doesn't like each other. Hit the panic button. <laughs> it's 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 tough. You got Ben Roethlisberger's, uh, I guess, alleged friend taking shots at Antonio Brown via Twitter. Subtweeting that Antonio Brown was made by the quarterback. Antonio Brown saying, "Well, trade me then. Let's see how good Ben Roethlisberger is." You got Lev Bell sitting at home eating popcorn. The offensive line is mad at him because he's not there. James Conner was great one week. We didn't know where he was week two. It's tough. I said this. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think that it would be the Bengals, but I didn't think the Pittsburgh Steelers would win the division. And it's looking like they're not the best team in the division. I, I, I just don't see it getting better. Unless Lev Bell shows up, I don't see it getting better. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd I like to have some hope and buy into the history of this team. And the, the franchise seems like they always figure it out, much like the Patriots, and they're always left standing at the end, in the postseason at least. Uh, but smack that button, silly. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm worried about this football team. Secondary-wise, Buck, not good. I mean, they just got so exposed, and they're going to see some teams as they go throughout the season. Um, they're going to challenge them in the back end. And I, I just the, – the the chemistry, man. Like, I, people laugh at that. I know there's some cynics out there that think that's all mumbo-jumbo. It matters, man. When you've been around championship-level teams, genuinely there's uh, there, there's something to that. And, man, there's just too much discord right now for me. Uh, too much discord. Like, it's, 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 it's a done deal. It's a wrap. It's over. All, all right. right. Give, give me the next one. Next here. team, uh, it's keeping in the division, the Brownies. Are you hitting the panic button on the Browns? No, I'm not going to panic on the Browns. I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking because they've been right there in the mix. They just can't – they got to find a way to win a game. They have to find a way to win. And I think, you know, like they're close. The field goal kicker was awful. Kind of cost them there. I, I think at some point they will figure it out. They'll get a win. I'm not panicking. They're going to win some games. I had a stat yesterday. I forgot to use it on the on the Aftermath show, but it was Come the on. number of – the number of close losses. Eight had. games. Eight games oh. they lost by six points in this 19-game winless streak. 
Yeah, man. So they're and they're knocking on the door. You get a tie against the Steelers. Right had every there. opportunity to win that game. The Freaking Saints right again, there. field goals. You should be. They really should be two and zero right now. Uh, they've got the Jets this week. It's at home on a Thursday night against a rookie quarterback. So uh, this is this is set up for them to get their first win here against the New York Jets. We'll see if they they can pull that off. If not, you go against against the Raiders. So there's a chance. Hey, look, as bad as they've been, they could win two in a row here, and uh, and everybody be feeling great about Cleveland. They'd be two. Two and two with the with the real look in the mirror, knowing you could be four and zero. So I no, absolutely no panic right now. No panic, no panic. We're good with them. All right, heading down to Texas. Are we hitting the panic button on Deshaun Watson and the Texans? Deshaun Watson and the Texans. I mean, he put he tried to lump them in there. It wasn't just the Texans. He said Deshaun Watson and the Texans. You got Deshaun Watson and the Texans. It changes the dynamic a little bit. I may exhibit a little more patience for the Texans. Uh, Part of this is I know the, the. the quarterback is coming off an injury, still trying to find his way. I think they'll get better. I need to see more from their running game. they got to continue to take some pressure off of him, but I believe they'll be fine. They'll be fine because no one in their division is going to run away, I don't think, unless it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they'll be in the mix. Well, I mean, the reason that you could push the panic button is because they just lost to a team without both their offensive tackles uh, and, and their safety darn near <sighs> led them in passing. Uh, and Kevin Byard, and they lost. So that, to me, is a very, very upsetting situation there for the Houston Texans. But I'm, I'm with Buck. Let's give this a little more time with Sean coming off injury. Got Will Fuller back in the lineup last week. We saw the impact that he made. He does help uh, their take coverage away from Hopkins. They, they kind of Batman-Robin thing going on there. So I'm going to give them a little bit more time. Let's get to that Colts game week four and revisit this conversation. But right now, I'm not going to panic. Let's go from the Texans to their opponent this weekend, the New York Giants, hitting the panic back and button on those guys. Okay. I don't know if everyone should hit the panic button, but I'm close to hitting the panic button. I'm not saying and it's I know, over. I know why. I, I have know my, why. Play the clip. He starts whining what? and crying. <laughs> I love that thing. That clip is over a year old, but your Eli I mean, Manning impression so here, always here, makes me yeah, laugh. Here's, 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 here's what happened with me. Here's, here's what happened. Like, I look, you always got to go with your gut. My gut told me a year ago that Eli Manning couldn't play. However, I got swept up in the emotions of the Giants when the Giants started adding all the pieces. I was like, well, maybe. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Eli. Maybe, maybe he just didn't have enough support. But then I sit there and watch him, and I know, yeah, it's Eli. And so – I'm more panicked not because of the Giants and the Giants' playoff hopes are on the line. I'm more panicked because in back-to-back years, I told people, run out to the stores, Print the get shirts. shirts, get the confetti, get a new era fitted, be ready. It's going to be a parade, attack or defend, all those other things. And, uh, yeah, it's not looking like they're going to be able to live up. So here's how I'm going to save you on this, because all you technically said was print the shirts. Now, what those shirts say, I finally did some digging and found out what those shirts say. It, it's, 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 it's customized shirts for a New Year's Eve party because their season's going to end on 1230, and then on New Year's Eve they can get the whole team together. They have a big party. They, go, they can go they can So, go but you know what? They and can I'm go also travel. Gonna, they can do whatever also, they want to do with those shirts. And, and I'm, all, I'm also ready to say this because I know I've heard people have to take, like here's what people are saying. See, the second overall pick, they should have taken Sam Darnold. Oh, everybody's saying it. We talked about it on the well, podcast. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to double down and I'm going to say, look, taking Saquon Barkley was the right move because in their genius, in their ingenuity, they knew that they were going to get the number one pick in 20, 2019. I don't know if that quarterback is going to be better than the one they passed on. 
They're going to get a quarterback. They're going to get a quarterback that is going to surpass what Sam Darnold did. I'm just yeah, saying. I don't know about that. I'm know just about saying. That. They're going to find the quarterback. They're going to find the quarterback, and it's all going to look like a brilliant master plan. Saquon, Odell Beckham Bird Jr., in the hand. Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. Maybe, just maybe, there is a quarterback that wears red, a little scarlet and gray. Maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's the quarterback at Missouri. I don't know. Maybe they'll find their guy, and that'll make it all worthwhile to go through another bad season so they can get the quarterback that they want. Let's play this game then real quick, and we'll move on to the next team after this. But let's just play that. We always do, as we do in the personnel departments. You put up on the whiteboard what combination would you like. You know, you could do this player in the first round, that player in the second round. So I'm going to give you the combination. You tell me what you'd like. You could have Sam Darnold, okay? Mm -hmm. And next year with this top pick that you've talked about having, next year with this top pick, you take, get this, wait for it, wait for it, an offensive tackle, a good oh, offensive tackle. God. So I get a quarterback, the last, I get a quarterback the last and a premier took, OT, and you get, or you can have, you can have Saquon, you can have Saquon and whoever emerges from the pile of quarterbacks this year. Uh, uh, that don't disparage the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are no, good. I'm just saying. They're I'm good. just saying. Who, who would you, who you would you rather have a running back in a, in a quarterback next year? Rather than Sam Donald in a, in a big time left tackle, a big time left tackle. Like, what big time left tackle? When was the last time we had a big time left tackle just come in the league and dominate? We're get, we're get they ra- took, they took, to they one. took a big time left tackle in the top ten a couple years ago, and he was flailing around against Demarcus Lawrence. No, that was a that was a third round he's pick. Fl- that they he's took flailing. in the first round. He's flailing. That was, he's flailing that was like he has no hands. <laughs> he's out there he's a, again. Boxing. He's out there blocking in boxing gloves. He can't. He can't get his hands on anybody. I'm still trying to get my term. Uh, my matrix term to catch on or whatever. <laughs> Some of these offensive tackles, when they get popped in the chest and their arms just go all over the place. All over um, the place. Uh, anyways, yeah, I'm panicked on the Giants. I don't know if you hit the button or not, but um, I'm definitely panicked on you, them. You panicked you panic on the Giants? There's lots of reason to be panicked. They've got two touchdowns in two games. That's that's all I need to say there. Uh, how about how about uh, the Lions? All right, boys. How about – yeah, let's head to Detroit and go to the Lions. Oh, I'm beyond panic. I need two buttons. I need a double button. Boom, boom. Get two buttons. I hit it twice. Twice is nice. With the panic in Detroit, this is a team that they won nine games a season ago. Yeah, they'd be hard-pressed to get to nine wins this year. Uh, part of it is my man, Matty P, came in, didn't like anything that they were doing there, tore it all up, said they got to get tougher, got to get rougher, got to make sure they do all the other stuff. We're going to run extra wind sprints. We're going to curse and fuss at all the players. We're going to make it hard. We're going to make it New England-like in the Motor City. And right now they're one two, and guess who comes to town? An angry Pat's team. Oof. Oh boy! So oh then boy. we're gonna go to zero and three. Oof! I don't like it. Can I? Uh, can I, don't I give like you, it. you? I like to do this just because it, it, I can see this gets under Bucky's skin a little bit every time I do it. Is when I, I like to sing on the podcast. And uh, we have <laughs> we have uh, boys to men, who's kind of making a comeback. By the way, we've seen boys to men did a great job in the anthem on the opening uh-huh. night there for the Philadelphia uh-huh. Eagles. So when I think of the Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia, and this whole situation they've going on, they've got going on there, and all the whispers that you're starting to hear around the league, talking to different folks, hearing what's going on inside that building with the team and the staff and all that kind of stuff, I just get one song that rolls through my head, Buck. Well, we reach the end of the road. We don't even talk anymore. Oh man, we don't even know what we are. Uh, man, we, about. Could, we, we could do all kinds of stuff with with them and, and what's happening. You don't happening. even say you love me anymore. <laughs> that, I mean, that, I literally, I, I that. Thank you very much. Uh, that is uh, that's not going to end well. Not going to end well at all. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised. You know what? Be on the lookout for this one. I've got one for you. How about keep an eye on maybe a veteran player or two 
and this is no inside information. This is just, just looking at this from the outside because you know there's going to be some complaining and some grumbling when you've got veterans there and you're not winning and you don't like the way things are, are operating and you're being treated like you're a first-year player. I would not be shocked if we saw a couple veterans traded before uh, before too long. Wouldn't shock me. We're gonna trade players away. I'm just saying. Wow. I just put that out there. I just put that out there. Wow. I know because I know. I'm sure there's a couple of those veteran players would be like, "Hey, I'm good. You want to send me elsewhere? You can bring in some young kid. You can indoctrinate wow. into this whole way of doing business." But it's not for wow. me. Man. I'm just saying. That's my that's my that's my little bold prediction. Man, that's, that's tough. We got one more. Who do we got, Sully? One more. Let's head to Tennessee and the Titans. Panning button or not? Nah? No, I'm not going to hit the panic button. You know why I'm going to hit the panic button? Because maybe the Titans have figured out that a two-quarterback system is better for them. I'm going to say that Blake, Blaine Garrett has saved the season for the Titans. They're one and one. Get on the Blaine train. I mean, maybe, just maybe, they've decided that they can find a way to win with two quarterbacks playing. Maybe. Yeah, I don't the, – the panic button – uh, I don't think I one. had high hopes for them. I can't remember what of my they went to the playoffs. They're one and one. I know, but I, I I did not have. I don't think I had high expectations of this team this year. Panic button? No, I'm not hitting the panic button. I think it's a 500 team. It's just that's what it looks like to me. It's just what they are. No panic. No panic. Just in, just just enjoy. That's kind of who you are. Just um, embrace it. <laughs> that's just, uh, just who you are. Yeah, that's, that's just who, who you are. are. Sometimes wow. you are who you are. That's who you are. With smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping, Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you'll ever wear. Not only do Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. Perfect for working out, going to work, going out on dates, just everyday life. And, DJ, you'll love this. They have a line of silver underwear and undershirts that are naturally eliminating odor. How about that? They're, they're antimicrobial. How about that? Yeah, you, you crushed it. <laughs> and if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you, no questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code STICKS at checkout. That's MacWeldon.com. Enter promo code STICKS at checkout for 20% off your first order. And do not forget, antimicrobial. All right, Mark, had a little fun there with the, uh, with the panic button. And uh, let's switch gears now. A little college football, a little takeaway. From uh, a week three action, which uh, apparently, apparently Bucky's just taking his game up to a whole nother level now this season. I don't know what I'm happened to you. What got into you? I'm trying not to do the gifts. I'm trying to focus in a little more. I'm trying not to do the funny stuff. I'm trying not to to, to, to be the lone wolf all week. Sometimes I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm going to put myself in a position to be there at the end, and then I'm going to win it. Yeah, you're right there. A good week for you. What are you? Are you in first place now? Nah, Sully's in no, first place. Sully's still in first. He'll come back to Pat because we'll start having Tennessee games, and he'll have to pick with his heart. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. He does. He's all about winning. He doesn't care about Tennessee. That's true. Uh, all about we'll the find dub, out boys. this week. We'll we'll find out this week. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from last week? For me, I'll give you mine real quick, and that was flipping between the Ohio State and TCU game uh, and the USC Texas game, and just seeing just body type wise and athlete wise where Ohio State was compared to the other three teams involved. Now, TCU gave them all they could handle. They played great. Gary Patterson is an outstanding coach. They got some pressure on Haskins and gave him some issues. But eventually, it just it's like a blur. Once they, get, once they hit it, once they get rolling, get a defensive play, quick score on offense, they're just, they're just too explosive. Ohio State, I, I think, look, Alabama's the best team in the country. No questions asked. But I do selfishly look forward to seeing Alabama-Ohio State. Man, I want to see that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny you talked about that game, the USC game, I think that speaks to probably a bigger problem. The Pac-12 is just down when it comes to looking at the other Power Five conferences. They just don't have um, whatever it is, the it fact that they don't have the, the, the athletes, they don't have the 
the style of play that I think you're going to need to to be successful in the playoffs. And right now, there's only one team from the Pac-12 that I probably could put in there, and I think that would be UW. I mean, I, maybe you could mention Stanford. I worry about Stanford's overall athleticism and speed. Yeah. But when I look at the top teams, I look at the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Ohio States, even the Penn States, um, I just don't see from personnel, man-on-man, I just don't see where the Pac-12 matches up to that. And, and getting back to Alabama here real quick, they give up the quick seven to uh, to DK Metcalf. Oh, uh, look! And then I settled in. Was a I just that settled in. I, I sat on the couch. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, miss, we got a little game." Like, and then the rest of the game happened. My first thought, you know, what my first thought was, my first thought was when they scored was, uh, "Kent's gonna give me so much crap because I crushed him for stop giving us these Alabama games, man. They're not close. They're not competitive. It's not fun to pick these games." Because all four of us are going to pick Alabama every single time. And then I'm like, uh-oh, Ole Miss is up 7 nothing. If they win this game, Kent, Kent's going to try and wear us out on that. And then that was it. That was a wrap. 62-7. They never stopped. They poured <laughs> it on. And then they, look, throwing the ball four touchdowns, no big deal, over 300 yards. And then running the ball over 200 yards on the ground. They did, Literally, what did they do, Buck? They did whatever they wanted. Whatever they wanted to do, they were able to accomplish. They just kind of had their way. And I think the, the young thing, the funny thing about it is watching the receivers and the playmakers. Jerry Judy had a nice touchdown catch. Uh, all the weapons that Alabama has. And the thing about Alabama that's so scary, their best players are all young. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about them forever and ever. I mean, their best players are so young, still trying to find their way uh, in college football. But they're so productive. They do a great job at Alabama. 49-7 to is the largest SEC halftime lead in a, in a conference game. I mean, it, was, it was an ugly game. Ugly. I just don't know, like, what – Nick Saban always wants to coach hard and is always going to not be happy. That's not good enough. What do you complain about when you watch uh, this you tape? Can, you, can, you, can pick, you can pick out the little details. Maybe you didn't line up oh. right. Your socks were too low. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have your tape on right. Like You just, you just pick stuff. You pick stuff to, yeah. to get on the players about keeping them in line. Hey, we almost got a sideline warning. Okay, <laughs> We almost did. He thought about calling it. He thought about warning us. didn't happen. I mean, I don't know what, how, you, how you do that, but uh, – then some we had some bad matchups, just some bad teams. I thought Oklahoma, Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, Iowa State ended up being interesting for a minute there. And then I guess really the big oh, upset of the day was I don't you BYU. know like you may have been traveling, but this was a bit of a controversy um, after the Oklahoma Iowa State game. Uh, Matt Miller, we know Matt Miller from um, yeah. like Twitter, Bleacher like Report. Bleacher Report does his own thing. Uh, pretty respected in the media industry for his evaluations on talent. He tweeted out that he had texted an area scout. And he had asked that scout, hey, if you're looking at the Oklahoma game and you're looking at what Kyler Murray has done under Lincoln Riley, does it make you a little nervous thinking about Baker Mayfield? Is he more of a system playmaker than, you know, just being worthy of being the number one overall pick? To that, Baker Mayfield replied, whew, with some heat. But oh, we won't really? focus on. Oh boy, it was it, yeah, it was a Twitter battle. It was, it was He's always all Baker's always listening yeah, to what's but out there. The, the takeaway isn't that. I think the bigger thing would be as an evaluator, how much do you put on the coach versus the player? Because we have seen Kyler Murray get out to a hot start. Does it make you think about? Hmm, was Baker elevated by Lincoln Riley, or are you able to kind of separate the system and really look at the talent of the player? Well, that's that's why you get paid to be a scout. You know what I mean? Like, that's the job. The job is being able to separate the talent from the production. If it was just about – if scouting was scouting production, Bucky, you just need a piece of paper with some just box scores the stats. on it, and we can tell you who the great players are. That's what scouting is. So you can have two players be very productive in the same surrounding, 
and you can have wildly different grades on them because of their skill set and what you're seeing when you actually study the tape. So to me, that's look. I, I don't I don't necessarily penalize Baker for the fact that they're rolling along and being productive after him, just as I wouldn't penalize you know an Al, an Alabama player that is following up. Oh, they've had all these other receivers that have continued to do this. So this guy just you know another one in the line. I, I don't know. He, I don't get into the whole. This this team has never this school's never produced a good running back. This school's never produced a good linebacker. It's all it, every evaluation to me is individual. You've got to focus on that. Or you're going to end up missing big. We, we, we'll see what happens with Mahomes. I mean that that was an interesting case study because nobody from that offensive system ha- had been successful, and now we see Mahomes do it. So then, does that bode well for a guy like Baker who came through something very similar? Well, I think so. I think I think now it kind of helps, and also because so many. Uh, pro coaches are stealing from those systems and putting those things into practice. I think it may be less of a question in the real football world more so than in the media world. Uh, I do think it's a fascinating discussion trying to separate uh, a player's talent from his production and uh, his scheme enhancement. Uh, I just thought it was an interesting debate to have on a Saturday, the fact that Baker was engaging in it. doesn't oh, surprise yeah, that's me. Not, that's not but a surprise. But it made me think about how evaluators will look at guys like Akala Murray and some of the other guys that have played in prolific systems uh, when it comes down to trying to figure out where they fit in the draft race. All right, I did not get to see any of this game, but I know you were mentioning it before we went on air about watching some of that BYU-Wisconsin game Ooh, and what a, what a big win for the Cougars, huh? Big win. The Cougars, look, look the Cougars are trying to play old-school big boy football uh, as my dad would say, like they line up, they try and smash and dash, but they sprinkled in a couple of tricks. I saw a double pass that was nice. Um, I, I like that. And I think what they were able to do when it came to Wisconsin, they were able to kind of out Wisconsin, Wisconsin, meaning they made it kind of a game that was played in a phone booth. They made it where it was a physical game. It was a toughness game. It was who was going to blink when it came down to stopping the ISO and the power. And Wisconsin just couldn't get – over the hump, they were kind of on the treadmill all day because they played for behind for the majority of the game. Even though it was a small deficit, they were just always trying to climb uphill. Uh, it was a big win for BYU. We'll see. BYU is tough. They lost the game to Cal, but they whooped uh, Arizona. We'll see how good this team is in a few weeks. All-name team, yeah. Squally Canada, their running back, outplayed Jonathan Taylor. I was impressed with him. How about that? Uh, yeah, big win there for, uh, for BYU. Last game here we'll get to from the college weekend. One, I think we both were on LSU. Were we both on LSU this last week, Buck? I know. Uh, uh yeah, I rode the, yep. the LSU train. I wasn't going with the the Tigers down on the plane. Sully went with the Tigers, didn't he? Well, we all went with the Tigers. We all different I mean, Tigers. Yeah. I mean, War Eagle. I, w- I was. Yeah. Yes, the War Eagle Tigers. I was all on Stedham. It was close. Yeah, it was. It was a really close game. How about this nugget? Um, this is from uh, Jim Dunaway, uh, from uh, from down there in Alabama. Does a great job there on a Birmingham radio station. Uh, w, uh, Jock's radio down there. Uh, he he tweeted this out. Well, this is Bruce Feldman with the original tweet. Since leaving Ole Miss, when you count his interim time as a head coach and then now at LSU, Ed Orgeron is 24-8 and eight since those days, and he's 4-2 and two against top 10 teams. I think that would shock some people. And then to put that in perspective, Jim Dunaway followed that up with, okay, Ed's 24-8 and eight over the last 32 games. David Shaw, 24-8. and eight. Jim Harbaugh, 22-10. and 10. Jimbo mm. Fisher, 21-11. and 11. Gus Malzahn, twenty-one and eleven. Uh, Ed Orgeron, not not so much a punchline right now, Buck. Hey, when I look at them play, the quarterback fine. Uh, Joe Barry has been a guy who has really helped him. He stabilized the situation. He's like throwing for three hundred yard games. They're still playing LSU football, but when they have to pass, he's he's competent. 
And in the past, they didn't have competent passes, made it very, very tough for them to score. That defense, the athletes they have are terrific. Greedy Williams making plays. He's a stud. Hey, look, LSU, LSU is nice. Although Auburn looks like Auburn. Auburn has some studs up front. I mean, it was just yeah. a really, really good SEC battle. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, watching Burrow struggle early on, and then every key kind of third down, even a fourth down here or there down the stretch, he just was, was standing there poised, strong in the pocket, and delivering the ball accurately. I was impressed with him, and we've said it. I mean, they they don't need a world-beater at quarterback with all the other players they're going to have, and they always have had there. Just need a competent quarterback. And take care of the football, too, which he, which he did. There you go. That, that's all that they've needed from that position, and they're finally getting it. So it's fun to watch. When LSU's good, it's fun, because then you have that LSU-Alabama game to uh, to look forward to later in the year, which is always a fun one. And we got a big, uh, big week of college football games. I would say okay week this week, and then a big week coming up uh, next week. Correct, Sully? That's when the slate gets kind of interesting. Right, right. Then we have Ohio State, Penn State, and uh, Stanford, Notre Dame, a couple of really big games next week. Yeah, those will be fun. Uh, I think that's it for us, boys. Anything else we need here, Sully, before uh, before we get out of here? No, that's it. Uh, we have our preview VODs coming up. Uh, looking ahead, of, looking at week three of the NFL slate, we have uh, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh on Monday night. We have San Francisco uh, and going up against Pat Mahomes and Jimmy G and a few others. So look for those on youtube.com slash NFL or NFL.com slash MTS video. Last thing, and uh, oh, we'll get out of here, Buck. i got to tell you, it's a little bit hot in the office today, but thank you, thankfully I've got a little um, uh, microbial uh, on right now, so it's breathing. Microbial, that means breathing. it eliminates odor. Microbial. You microbial. You You're all over that. That's reps. That's just taking reps. That's all that is. That's just getting back in the batting cage, getting your cuts in, and now you found your stroke. you got your swing down. You're feeling good. I love that. Uh, anything else? What are, you, what are you working on, Buck? Am I to throw anything out there for folks to check out? Oh, man. What am I talking about? I'm talking about how the Jacksonville Jaguars – might have found the recipe for Blake Bortles. He might just be good enough to get him to the mix. Oh, there you go. I like it. All right, that's going to do it for us. Be sure to check out those videos, as Sully mentioned, NFL.com uh, slash MTS video, as well as YouTube.com slash NFL. Appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing, telling a buddy, leaving us a little review on Apple Podcasts. That helps uh, as well. So have a good one. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.
Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.